quick uh, overview of what we're going to cover today. Um, if you weren't aware of it, we are doing baby dedications there, and uh, I'm not sure who the baby is there, but it's a cute one. But uh, so we are going to be doing baby dedications, and we're going to be doing, and, and not to be confused with baptisms, we're going to be doing both of those this morning. And the transition between the two, we might look at the, the score of the Bronco game along the way here. So. Uh, those of you with smartphones, we're going to keep an eye on you. If you see your neighbor watching the game, you know, prod him and ask him to score. So, uh, one thing we want to make sure as, as uh, you know, as we continue as a church, as the football season continues, just because Tim Tebow is starting at quarterback and, and might occasionally throw a verse up on his eyes, there, there's, there's no substitute for Sunday morning church, right? Even the 11 o'clock games. I'm so glad you're here this morning. So, uh, anyways, we'll go ahead pray again, and we'll get started with the, uh, the the baby dedication. I'm going to share some thoughts. You know, the message this morning is basically a mini message on baby dedications and, and why we do that and some points there, and then we'll have a mini message on baptisms, um, and, and that'll be the message. You know, we'll uh, we'll introduce the, the parents and the kids getting uh, dedicated, and then we'll switch gears into baptism. We'll, we'll share some thoughts there, introduce the people that are getting baptized today, and then we'll transition to the back alley out to the cattle tank there. So, um, that's the game plan, um, and so uh, let's just kind of recommit our time here, if you will. Let's bow our heads again and ask for God's grace. So, Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for this morning. God, it's so uh, exciting to see what you're doing in, in the lives of the people getting baptized and the lives of uh, those parents and their kids getting dedicated and, and just what you're doing in our church. God, we just praise you. We thank you that you're on the move, Lord. Um, God, I just pray you'd meet us here this morning. And even as we're doing uh, these dedications and these baptisms, I pray that you would speak to each one of us. Teach us something here that we did not know coming into this or maybe that we need to obey you uh, going out here. And God, we just ask you to meet us to redeem this time. We thank you so much for what you're doing. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Alright, so baby dedications. Um, let's see here. Baby dedications. Having, having all the kids. Have you guys seen we have a lot of kids floating around here? Um, and, you know, we, we look at kids as a blessing in, in this house. And the Firehouse Church kids are a blessing. And some places... They may not be a blessing, but here they are. And hopefully in your homes and, and stuff they are. Um, we're going to look at a verse on this. If, if it will change for me here. Maybe do that. There we go. Children are a gift from God. Here's a verse right here. So we're going to look at that verse. But, you know, there's a, in this world, there's a lot, of a, a lot of thoughts, a lot of opinions about babies and whether you should have them or not, and whether it's kosher, and, and what size of a family you can have, you know, whether it's okay to have 19 kids and, and counting or not. Um, there's a lot of people have a lot of opinions. And you may have some opinions, and your family may have some opinions. And, you know, um, what we really value here at the Firehouse Church is, is when God weighs in on a subject. What is His? opinion. His thought trumps all other thoughts. His truth is what we try to live by here as a church. But I just want to share um, with you, you might know this already, but there's a lot of other people out there that have different thoughts than, than God does on this subject with kids and parenting. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's getting any better. I was going to read to you uh, just an uh, article that we had in a, new, uh, a magazine here. Our neighbor sometimes gives us magazines uh, that she's done reading. This one is uh, Mother Earth News. Uh, how many of you also get that? Uh, no? Okay. Well, I'm sure there's a subscription you could pull out of this thing here. But, uh, you know, she reads her magazines, passes them over to us. We recycle them, stuff like that. So, um, but, uh, 
this one had a, an interesting article of someone who might have a different opinion than we do about the blessing that children are. We think children are a blessing. Every single one of them, you know. And um, this person who recently started getting a, a subscription to Mother Earth News, this is what they say. Um, my first issue of Mother Earth News was the December 2008, January 2009 issue. It contained an article, Three Mountains We Must Climb, which discussed three obstacles that humanity has to face. Overpopulation, creating a sustainable world economy, and weaning ourselves off fossil fuels. I thought the article was a much needed wake-up call for all. Overpopulation is the root of all humanity's problems, and family size needs to be limited to two children, or one child, or no children for a sustainable future. Some of our brothers and sisters disagree with that because of religious ideals and a belief that God will fix it. I'm here to tell you that is pure and utter ignorance. We procreate and we need to challenge our belief that it's okay to have as many children as we want. Um, goes on to talk about what's going to happen in the next 40, 45 years. But uh, in all honesty, I would love to have a, a boy and a girl, uh, but I know too much. I cannot bring them into an overpopulated, overpolluted, overexploited, war-torn planet in good conscience. Thank you, everyone at Mother Earth News, for doing such a great job. Uh, you know, this is this is published, and there's probably a number of our friends uh, up in Boulder that, that you know subscribe to this here. Uh, no offense to, to Brad, we, we joke with him. He's one of our pastors here, but he's one of the good things that's come out of Boulder there. You know, so. Um, but anyways, you know, on one hand, I can read an article like this, and I can be a little bit offended, a little bit insulted that someone thinks that they go out to say you should have no more than two kids, and even one or, or maybe none, and if you go beyond two kids. You are, um, how did he phrase it here? said, uh, I'm here to tell you that's pure and utter ignorance. You know, um, that's what people in this world think. Many people in this world, not everyone, but I think the tides are turning. There's a time we could look to our culture. We could look to our nation and go, it's founded on godly principles. But, but those days are, are gone in a lot of ways. And they're, you know, what there are left are continuing to fade away. You know, and um, that's, that's what some would think. You know, and our neighbor, I don't know if it was an accident that she gave this to us. You know, in some ways I go, you know, thanks. Other ways I go, you know, I don't know. So on one hand, I can get offended. On the other hand, I can look at the article that preceded this, and it was about free-range chickens, you know, and so I was kind of like, um, no, but on the other hand, I go, well, what does God think about this? You know, I could defer to your opinions, or, or mine, or my family's, or my culture's, or, uh, but what does God have to say? And you know, this is what God thinks about kids, men and women. This is what we think about them here at the firehouse. But it says, uh, children are a gift from the Lord. Children are a gift from the Lord, not a curse, not a burden, not a whatever, a hindrance. Children are a gift from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are one's children, uh, one, are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of him. God thinks to have a bunch of children is a blessing on the person who has a bunch of children. That's what God thinks. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. You know, our, our paraphrase on that here at the Firehouse Church is, how blessed is the man whose minivan is full of them? You know, that's the way we, that's the way we look at it. But there's a lot of people that would not agree with that. So um, we just need to make sure that uh, we're, we're living by God's truth, God's word. And that's what we try to do here for, for parenting, for marriage, for everything across the board here. So I hope, I hope you're in on that. And if you're not, I hope you're open to that because that's where we're going. You know, that's what we're all about. Um, 
Now here's uh, here's another verse that you might not hear often. Uh, this is uh, this is an interesting one. You know, there's very few things in the entire Bible that says God is seeking something. God's looking for something out of us. Uh, one time Jesus said God is seeking worshipers who will worship Him in spirit and truth, worship from the inside and in line with God's truth. He's looking. He's seeking. He's looking for those. Not that He needs. He doesn't need worshipers. Uh, he, he's looking for those who are looking maybe to bless them. But this says God's seeking something else. You might know this verse. Has not the one God made you? He's talking about a marriage here. Do you, uh, you belong to Him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? Godly offspring. So be on your guard. Do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. You know the context there. He's speaking about a marriage. And He said, Hey, you who are married, God's looking for something. Not just that you can be happy, not just that you can, uh, you know, save money on rent, not just that you can do whatever. Uh, God is looking for godly offspring from your union. I think one version called it your union, you know. Um, God's looking for something from your union. Do you know that? Do you have other plans? Keep in mind, God is looking for something. This might be news to you. Now, the question I have is how, how do you bring about godly offspring? How do we get godly offspring? Right? Um, okay. Just to get a little saucy here. Um, but uh, the offspring part of it, obviously, God has designed marriage so there can be sex. And offspring is a result of godly, happy marriages. You know, it's a good sign when there's a lot of babies running around the church. That means there's some, some good marriages, some healthy marriages going on. And we must be blessed, I think, um, with good marriages. But... Uh, you know, um, the offspring part, you know, that happens how it happens. We'll talk to people about that later if you want. Uh, you talk about it in your small groups if, if that's appropriate. Um, but, but the godly part of it, how does the godly part of that happen? You know, what do you th- sometimes I think people go, you know, you have kids, and, and just through osmosis in life, they become godly. You know, you just have them, you, you, you raise them up, you give them money, you feed them, and next thing you know, they're godly, right? Wrong. If you're a parent, no. That's not the natural way. Um, how does it happen? How does the godly part of the offspring happen? Well, um, you know, I would say uh, God has given parents the responsibility of bringing about godly offspring. God has given parents the number one responsibility. There's, there's no one else on this planet who has a greater responsibility for your kids than you. No one else. And when the, the end of the day, when the dust settles and God's looking to go, how did it go with your kids? You know, He's going to ask first and foremost every parent that was responsible for bringing about godly offspring. Last week we talked about the verse that we're designed for God's glory. We're designed for loving Him with all of our uh, heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. But it comes from this passage right here. And I just think it's interesting when this was originally given from God to His people, He said, you know, love me with all you've got um, and have these commandments on your heart. And what's the first thing after that He says? Pass them on to your children. Impress them on your children. Parents, this is your job to impress them on your children. When you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up, it's talking to you, parents. You have a God-given responsibility to help bring about godly offspring. Not just the offspring part of that. And we're, uh, you know, at the firehouse, we're, we're, pro, uh, we're pro-marriage, we're pro-kids, we're pro-parents being involved in the raising of their kids. You might say uh, our ministry of... Uh, a philosophy ministry when it comes to kids and children's ministry and things like that. We believe in, we believe in parents-led parenting. 
Parent-led parenting. That may be uh, you know, stating the obvious, but that's compared to someone else punting and ha- passing the buck to somebody else and hoping they do their job well so that at the end of the day I can be happy about myself. No, we believe in parents leading their families, leading their children, discipling, training, instructing. And, you know, that's what we're all about here. And, and that's why we think uh, these baby dedications are so important here. Um, let's see. He's given these to, you know, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Um, we want to be parents who, who raise our children. You know, we, again, we carry that God-given responsibility. We have a toolkit and we have things that help us in that. And we have people who help us. You know, we are, we're blessed to have a church that embraces uh, the value of parenting and kids. Even so many single people here are such a blessing to married couples and those with kids and encouraging them in their role and not trying to, you know, live out some sort of escapism. Boy, we just need to help, help those parents escape from their duties for a little bit. No, they think it's an honor and they want to bless people because they know it's a, a heavy burden, but it's a, a great honor that we carry as parents. And so... Um, God's given us everything we need to succeed at this. With God, all things are possible. With man, this is impossible, and this is going to be a harder and a harder task in this culture we live in here. But uh, let's see. What do we have here? All things are possible. It's proper to dedicate our children. I heard I had a guy ask me this week. You know, is there anywhere in the Bible where they actually dedicate kids like this? And, and there are a couple examples. Uh, one of them you might remember is the classic one of Hannah presenting her son Samuel and saying. You know, we're setting them apart for the Lord's service here. And she presented Samuel to the Lord. Another popular person you might have heard about um, was uh, this baby Jesus guy. Um, Mary, and Je- uh, Mary and Joseph brought their baby Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem in order to present him before the Lord. This idea, it's, it's a biblical idea to say, hey, here's our kids. We want to, we want to present them. We want to um, you know, present them before the Lord. Maybe even ask his, his help on our, our part in that, uh, raising godly children here. But it is a, a biblical example that we follow here. Um, and so, okay, let's, there we go. What we're going to do next is um, we're going to invite all of you uh, parents with uh, uh, any of the kids you're dedicating here. We're going to invite you on stage here. We're just going to have you introduce maybe uh, yourself, your, your spouse, and, and your child you're dedicating here. But if you are in the room and you're dedicating someone, if you would, please make your way on the stage here. If your kids are in nursery and you're dedicating them, you might want to go grab them. Um, but why don't you come on up here, uh, all of you who are dedicating your, your kids this morning. How about a round of applause as they're coming up? If we can make a line right across here, we hopefully have enough room here. We've got. All right. I notice there's one baby missing. There he comes. All right, right there. Uh-huh. There we go. Okay. I'll step in with you in a second, then I'll pop out there. Okay, good. Uh, so, anyways, well, how about one more uh, round of applause for these families here? Good job. So we're going to we're going to introduce all the children that are getting dedicated here, and then we're going to uh, we're going to ask the parents a few questions on you know kind of responding with we will and we do if if you're up for the call here. Um, then we're going to ask you as a congregation to respond to a challenge of, of helping support these parents. Uh, then we'll pray for them as pastors, and, and that'll be our, our baby dedications uh, part of the service here. So let's start on the left here and. Uh, 
can introduce you guys and yourselves and the and little one. Okay, I'm Jake. This is my wife, Julie. Uh, this is our son, Evan. Okay. <laughs> and what's his favorite color? I don't, I don't, we can throw another question in there, but uh, we'll just do the introductions here for now. Hi, my name is David. This is my wife, Jenny, and uh, this is our son, Grant. My name is Patrick. This is my wife, Kate, and this is our daughter, Emma. I'm Christian. This is my wife, Leah, and this is our little boy, Ian. My name is Jeff. This is my wife, wife Grace, and this is our little son, Mason. Hello, my name is Evelyn, and this is my husband, John, and our son, Bronson, who turned one on Friday. Hi, Morgan. This is my husband, Reg. And this is Garrison. All right. Very good. Good job. That's good. So let's see here. We have uh, some questions for you here, parents, and uh, hopefully you'll know the fitting response to these questions as as we go here. But um, the first question is this. um, Do you accept your God-given responsibility to raise godly children by bringing them up in the training and instruction of the Lord? Okay. Um, Oops, I missed a question there. Okay. Okay, they're going to get harder as we go here, so be ready. Um, no, just joking. Um, will you trust God with all of His gracious and glorious resources to carry out this assignment? Okay. Um, next one here. This is really the last one as well. Um, will you commit to teaching and training your child in the ways of the Lord so that they might one day trust Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Okay. Um, And to the church here, you know, we're going to ask just for your response as well in this process here. As part of being a part of this church family, this church body, we have a role. uh, Everyone has a role to play. Um, And to the let me see. There's a commitment of the church right there. One more. All right. Um, So there's. This is a two two part question. So don't answer to the to the end here. Um, in order that these children may walk in the abundant life that Christ offers, do you vow by God's help to be faithful in your calling as members of the body of Christ to help these parents be faithful to God and to support them as they teach and train their child in the ways of the Lord so that they might one day trust Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord? We do. All right. Okay, we're going to just take a moment here. I'm going to have the pastors come up, and we're just going to, each one of us, uh, pray as pastors for um, for the parents and for the kids here. You know, uh, again, in some ways, uh, a baby dedication is, is really more of a parent dedication because, you know, these kids may or may not ever remember they were here, but, but you parents, uh, you know you've been here, and you know what's before you, and that's why we're going to pray for you and your kids here this morning. So um, let's start off... Uh, Maybe Tim, you mind starting us off here? We're just going to pray for the kids and the parents here. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, what a joy to see these um, young couples with their children and their desire to follow you and to raise their kids according to your teachings. And we do pray for that for each dad, each mom, that they'd be committed to follow you themselves and be an example of, of all they want their children to be. 
and that you'd give them grace to instill those values into their children's lives. Uh, we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen, God. We thank you for each of these parents here. God, we thank you for each of these kids and the blessing they are. And we just thank you for blessing each of these families. And God, we thank you that each of these sets of parents have set their hearts to be your disciple, to obey you, to walk with you. And God, you've given them a mission to pass on that way of life to another generation representing these kids. And we just pray that each of these would turn to you and would be your disciple in the years ahead. And we just pray you give your grace to each of these parents to uh, to obey you, to... Um, just to bring bring your way of life, bring your truth um, into their families, and that you'd really bless them and you'd bless their kids uh, along the way there. Amen. God, we do just thank you for these families. God, we thank you for these bundles of joy that you've given us. God, we thank you that you've entrusted us with them as parents. God, we pray that you would protect each and every parent here. God, we pray that you would protect them from the devil. We pray you would protect them from deceit. God, we pray that you would help each parent here to look to you. God, to look to you for what you desire. God, we want to have godly children. God, we want to have a quiver full of arrows like that verse said. God, help each parent here to look to you, to trust you, to really seek you out. And I, I thank you for the church here as a help in that. God, I thank you for their desire to help these families. God, we just really pray that we would have godly children, that we would have men and women who grow up, these little men and women right here, that would grow up and be strong men and women for you, that are seeking your will. God, that are reaching the lost for you. God, we just really pray that you would help us as parents. Give us grace. Give us courage. Give us boldness to walk a different path than this world is walking and to train our kids to love you, God. Amen. Um, let's see. Um, Lord, I agree with these prayers here. I agree with my, my brothers. And God, we just pray for all the parents here. We pray for all the children. God, we just uh, thank you that you have given us these blessings here today. Um, God, I just pray you give the parents grace to, um, to raise them in a way that would honor you, that would be centered around you and your word. God, in a, a world that's getting increasingly hostile to that way of life. God, we just ask for your grace. We ask for your protection. God, we do uh, set apart these children for you, for your use, for your glory. God, we pray that these children and, and the others in our families would bring about a greater glory for your name than, than even we have in our generation. And we pray all of this in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. How about one more round of applause for everyone here? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Watch your step. Watch your step. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, like we mentioned, um, we're going to shift gears here. Is there a score yet in the Bronco game, or has it started yet? Or anyone know? Uh, hasn't started yet. All right, good. Zero zero. That's good. So far, so good. Um, all right, we're going to look at baptism here. Sometimes, uh, you know, there can be some different different thoughts on baptism and baby dedication, and what's uh, what's in the Bible and what's not, and what's in certain traditions and and what's not. So we're going to just look at a few things about baptism here, um, and then we're going to invite up those who are getting baptized today. And uh, just have them share uh, a little bit before they get baptized. So, um, anyways, there's a first question I think 
that we have on this is uh, why? Why do we do baptism? Why do we do it at all? You know, and we're just going to look at a couple quick reasons here. I mean, if you're getting baptized today, you might just be thinking ahead. We're going to ask you, why do you want to get baptized? And I hope somewhere in there, a couple of these answers might show up. And if not, you know, life goes on. We'll we'll do uh, we'll we'll baptize you anyways. But uh, anyways, there's some reasons why we do baptisms at the firehouse. There's really two main ones. One is because. Jesus did it. Jesus got baptized and then, you know, the second reason is that he commanded others to do the same thing. If he just did it, I guess we could decide is that a good example to follow or not? Do I know what it means? But he did. And, um, you know, he said he did it. In this passage here, he said, uh, the verse before says he did it to fulfill all righteousness. It was the righteous thing to do. And then it goes on here. Um, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. Uh, at that moment, heaven was open. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. You know, God is pleased when people take this step of baptism. And those of you that are taking it today, God is pleased that you have made a choice to take this step in obeying Him and showing your love to Him here. Um, but Jesus did it, and He uh, He commanded that, that we should baptize others. You know, He says to, to His disciples, to those, uh, you know, the twelve at the time, uh, He said... Um, he said, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. You know, sometimes people can go, well, weren't those first disciples? Weren't they the ones giving these commands? And, you know, that's their deal, not ours. But what did Jesus say? Jesus said to those disciples, He said, everything I've taught you, go teach them. Everything I commanded you, Pass it on to everyone else. That's why we're still doing this today, carrying out the mission of reaching the world with Christ, carrying out the mission of uh, making and baptizing His followers, because He said to. And so, um, two good reasons to do it. Jesus did, and He said that we should as well. Um, you know, so that might be a third reason here, to follow and obey Jesus. It's a great reason to get baptized. Um, let's look at a few other things. Who should get baptized you know, the Bible gives us example after example that uh, anyone who's placed their trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and wants to be a follower of Jesus, they should get baptized. Always in the, in the New Testament, the pattern is someone came to believe in Jesus Christ and then someone got baptized. They came to believe and they got baptized. Sometimes we can, uh, you know, with good meaning people and good meaning, meaning uh, intentions, get those out of order. Someone gets baptized and then they learn how to talk and walk and they get saved later, you know. Um, but the order that has always been in the New Testament is someone comes becomes a believer. It's an internal choice, a decision of faith. And then they go and express that externally through baptism. And so uh, if you've been saved and you want to follow Christ, it's a step that is real clear that should be taken. Um, what is it? Uh, well, one, it's a symbol. You know, Romans 6 talks about you're your sharing in when you're, you're baptized. There's a way you've shared in the death of Jesus Christ and the burial when He went and was enclosed in the tomb. Baptism is, is like uh, sharing in His burial. And it's also, uh, you rise up out of the water. It's like the old life, you know, is buried in the new life that comes out. And that's a, something, a picture you share in when you get baptized. Um, it's not, there's not anything magical there. You don't have to wake up and speak, uh, you know, other languages when that happens. It's just a, a picture that we share and that Christ has already done all the work and there's some symbol that we remember Him by. 
Uh, it also publicly identifies us with Jesus. It's a way of you know, coming to faith, and Jesus can be a very personal, uh, private thing, but you know, it's, a, it's a way to go public about Jesus. And you know, he says this several places in the Gospels. You know, he says, If you acknowledge me before man, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. Another place it says, you know, If you're ashamed of me before man, I will be ashamed of you before my Father and his glorious angels. And there's a way that... Um, we go public. Last week we talked about sometimes it could be like a wedding ring. If you get married to someone and, and you would say, you know, boy, I just don't want anyone to know I've got a wedding ring. I'm going to take it off because I'm a little bit embarrassed to, to be spoken for. Um, we would all go, weird, that's creepy, you know, that's not cool. Um, but, but the same could be with Jesus. Sometimes going public can be a little embarrassing. I know for me, when I went public, I told people I was a Christian for 25 years. I argued for Jesus in the dorms. I was baptized as an infant. And when I finally said, wow, I actually didn't know what it meant to, to trust Jesus as my Savior and my Lord, uh, it was a little bit embarrassing. And, you know, my friends are kind of like, oh, now we know. He's a Jesus freak. We thought something was going on, but now we know for sure he's, you know, he's going public. But, but there's a way that uh, you will account... You know, to God, one day for how, whether you went public, acknowledged Him and were not ashamed, or you didn't go public because you were ashamed of, of the name of Jesus Christ. And today is an opportunity to go public, and we're so glad everyone's taking that step here. Um, it's also an evidence uh, of salvation. If, if you're testifying to your faith that you have in your heart, baptism is a way to express that. It's a way to, to show that you do believe, you are a believer, because, you know, it's a way of publicly sharing that if that's really what's gone on in your heart here. So those are some what it is. What it's not, it's not, um, it's not a step for salvation. You know, it says, like these many verses here, uh, this one says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Not, uh, it's the gift of God, not by works so that no man can boast, but there's a, it's faith that saves you, not getting baptized. Throughout the New Testament, I think I read once that it was like up to 70 times where salvation, uh, it relates to your faith, to believing, to all these things related to your faith. And there's a couple cloudy verses out there that talk about baptism and stuff and being saved. But the very clear message is it's not, it's not about getting saved, it's about you have gotten saved, you have placed your trust in Christ, and you want to tell others about it. Um, it's not a part of the gospel of salvation. This verse here, you know, Paul said, Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. You know, and that verse kind of implies, hey, sometimes people say, well, the good news is that you can believe in Jesus and get baptized and you'll be saved. Well, Paul says, here, look, I'm not even worried about baptizing people because I want to share the gospel. The point is that getting baptized is not a part of the good news about salvation through Jesus Christ. It's, it's a good thing to do. It's a great step to take. It's not required for heaven, um, but it is a great step of obedience. So when should you get baptized? Well, 3,000 people got saved at the first you know, uh, message that Peter preached there after the Holy Spirit, and they got baptized um, right away, ASAP. Um, the Ethiopian official, he, he got saved, and you know Philip was sharing with him, and he said, hey, look, there's water. I should get baptized. It was like, I don't even know, it was hours after he heard the gospel, he got baptized. Um, Paul, Paul on the road to Damascus, got blinded, came in contact with Jesus, basically got saved, and then before he even ate after that, he was blind, they led him to Damascus. Before he even took food, he said, uh, he went and got baptized immediately. Um, Philippian jailer, you know, he asked, asked, uh, the, asked, I think Peter and John was it, or Paul, asked, how do I get saved? They shared the gospel with him. He got baptized right away. Um, so there's no example in the Bible that you'll find of anyone getting baptized before they believed in Christ. 
You know, I think some some ways I was baptized as an infant. And you know what I look at that as? It was kind of like my parents did a baby dedication. I had no clue what was going on. I had no clue who Jesus was. I had no clue about anything. I don't even know. I, I don't think I remember the event at all. But my parents were saying, hey, look, we're going to raise this child in a way that honors God. And I think it was a great step. That's why we do baby dedications. But when I became a believer later in life, I, I realized, you know, according to the Scriptures, I need to take this step for myself. Just like I need to trust Jesus Christ for myself. I need to get baptized as, as a choice as well. And so, um, you know, the Bible talks about getting baptized as soon as possible. Now, some people in different situations and stuff, that doesn't happen. But one thing I do know, that whenever that step occurs, it is a significant step of obedience to our Savior. Some people, it may take longer than others. Some people might get baptized right away. Um, but, but it's a significant step that people are taking here today. And that is for sure. Um, how? Well, the word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means to sprinkle, right? No, it means to immerse, to dip, or to place into. When you baptize, when you do the baptizo, that's why we go under. That's why we dunk them and, you know, hold them down for a while. Um, but no, it's, that's what the word literally means. It comes from bat, baptizo, place into. So we've got a cattle tank. You know, it's a, it's a big enough to, to have them go under there. You know, it, it doesn't have to take a, a ton of water, but enough to get them under, right? Um, so this one, you know, talks about when, when the eunuch, uh, the Ethiopian was baptized, he went down into the water. Uh, this one, Jesus, when he was baptized, he came up out of the water. Um, that's not enough. They baptized him in the river. It was not in a bowl. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm just saying that for clarity's sake here. This one, if it's not clear enough, one time John was baptizing in a certain place. Why? Because there was plenty of water to get them under. You know, plenty of water, because that's what you need if you're going to... Uh, the symbol of burial and, you know, buried and, and rising again, you kind of got to bury them. And that's why we do, that's what we understand baptism to be. I was sprinkled as a, as a kid, and, you know, I'm very thankful for how my parents raised me. But when I came to understand this for myself, I got dunked, you know. Um, and that's what we try to do as well here. So, anyways, that's, that's how we go about it. We do have a cattle tank out back there where it's filled with... Cold water, I'm sorry to say. We didn't have time to connect it to the water heater. But uh, let's see here. So what we're going to do next is uh, we'd like to ask, if, if you are one of those who's taken the step of baptism today, we'd like to ask that you come up. and just uh, We're just going to ask you a quick question on why you want to get baptized. I know there's a, a handful of you here. Please, how about a, a round of applause for those as they come up here. Got these guys here as well. Excellent. Why don't you guys? We'll have you stand right here. All right. Good. Good. Well, we'll just go down the line here and just uh, do a quick. Uh, why do you want to get baptized? And maybe a two cents if you want to throw it in there as well. We don't have a ton of time, but to, why don't you introduce yourself and, and share with people why you want to get baptized? Um, hi, my name is Abram. Um. <laughs> Um, I want to get baptized just because the fact that um, Jesus died for my sins and it took a long step to where I am right now to take forth in getting baptized. Mm -hmm. 
Going right. through a lot. Hi, my name is Brett. Um, I guess I, I came to Christ um, a year ago. I guess I was wandering in the darkness for 40 years of my life. And I guess I fell into a deep depression, and I didn't know how to get out of it. And I remember growing up, knew the name of Jesus, knew He was a person, but never put any full faith or trust in it until that moment. And um, He's transformed my life, changed my heart, made my marriage better, and... You know, it's a pledge. I want to make a pledge to Christ that I'm just going to live a new life now. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want to get baptized. Just want to intercept it before we got to Juan here, and we're going to keep an eye on him. But uh, no, uh, uh, you know, I just wanted to share real quick about Brett here. You know, Brett, uh, uh, it was almost uh, Brett, it was almost a baptism that didn't happen. You know, uh, he uh, he was trying to find a place where he could get baptized. He said he called through maybe a handful of churches that wouldn't baptize him. Uh, eventually he called he called the firehouse, you know, which goes to my cell phone. I picked it up and I misunderstood Brett at first. Um, he's got a good deep salesman voice here and I thought he was trying to sell us a baptismal. And, uh, and so I, I told Brett, you know, he's like, yeah, you guys interested in doing a baptismal or something like that? I'm like, you know, Brett, he got a cattle tank back there. You know, so, uh, and so, through fumbling through it for a little bit, you know, awkward. Um, but, uh, but anyways, he stuck with the phone call. Uh, he came to, He came and we talked more about it. He was he joined us for church here recently as well. And, and praise the Lord, he's getting baptized here. But I just wanted to put a, a two cents in for Brad before we pass it on to Juan. There you go. I'm uh, Juan Maldonado, and uh, I'm doing this finally to get Tim off my back. <laughs> But anyway, uh, uh, several years ago, uh, several years ago while at work, I was invited by uh, Gary Lloydhauser, my buddy out here sitting in the audience, and he's going to dunk me. Uh, he started me on this walk so many years ago. He just invited me to breakfast, and I walk in, and there's all these Bible thumpers. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it took a while before, uh, you know, I realized that I was also one of them. So, uh you know, there's uh, some uh, lyrics in a song that I'm trying to learn, and it's just an old country gospel song, and it just says, To the river of Jordan, our Savior went one day, and John the Baptist met him there. And then it goes on to talk about when when he was baptized, the glory that uh, God got from all of that. So that's my reason. Hi, I'm Holly, and I'm doing this to solidify my relationship with Christ and um, there's a lot that he does for us every day that I take for granted so I feel like I should take the step and give back and let him know that he's in my life (laughs) Hi, my name is Kaden Um, Um I wanted to get baptized because (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to get back. 
Hi, my name is Ashlyn. I wanted to get baptized because I believe in God. I, he, I believe that he died on the cross for our sins. And I just wanted to show that, and um, I want to get renewed. Um, this is Caden, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caden, do um, you believe Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Yes. And do you want to get baptized to follow and obey Him? Yes. Um, let's see, we were going to, if we have time, um, we're going to have each person maybe who's baptizing these people. If you're baptizing someone up here, if you don't mind coming up real quick, and we're just going to have, we're going to do a quick prayer for each one of them. Um, those of you who are, who are baptizing them, Josh, Gary, um, Dave, Erica, and just, just maybe have one person pray for each one of them here. So, there again. there. Okay, we'll start with a. We'll start with a. You hear? There you go. Okay. You pray for him, and uh, and then we'll just stop. I'll pray for Brett, and we'll just go down the line here, and each one of you can pray for the person you're baptizing. Amen, Lord. I just want to pray for Abraham, Lord. I, I thank you that um, he did come to a saving faith uh, in the new um, back in Iraq, Lord. And uh, I just thank you for hooking him up with our church, Lord. And I, I thank you that he's just taken this step just to uh, go public with you uh, through baptism, Lord. And I, I just pray for Abraham that you would just be uh, blessing him today. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, Lord, uh, God, I pray for Brett here, and we just thank you for uh, bringing him our way, Lord, for crossing our paths with him. I thank you for the work you're doing in his life, and, and that you uh, thought about uh, saving him this last year and bringing him to to you as his Lord and Savior. And, and Jesus, I just uh, I just pray that you would uh, bless him, bless his walk with you, uh, bless him uh, as he tries to, to love on and lead his family. God, we just thank you for giving him the opportunity to go public for you today. God, I just pray that uh, his um, you could offer his life to you, Lord, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And we just we just thank you for Brett. We ask you to just protect him and protect everyone here who's getting baptized, Lord, and just uh, lead the way before them. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we praise your name. We love you. We worship you. We thank you for the commitment that uh, these people are making to follow you for the rest of their lives. We thank you for the foundation that you have given us so that when the storms of life come, which they will come, that we will have this foundation to fall back on. We ask for your continued blessing and guidance for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen, Lord. I just want to pray for Holly and I just thank you for just uh, coming into her life, just bringing her near, just opening her heart to you, Lord, and her family, Lord. And I just pray for guidance and protection for her and her family as they learn how to walk in in your ways and with you and um, and also as they bring a new child in next year, Lord. And I just pray that, um, yeah, you would just show them the way, Lord. Amen. Lord, I just pray for my children, Ashlyn and Caden, that, that you would just, um, this would just solidify their relationship and just be the beginning of 
building their house upon the rock and that they would just continue to grow in you and this would just be a moment in their lives that they look back on and reflect and can think of you and live their life for you. Lord, just um, thank you for this time and thank you for my kids, Lord. The people that are here, Lord, that want to be baptized and Lord, I just want to just thank you for for my great kids. Um, they they love you and and I really just want you to to guide them, Lord. I just pray that that you just guide them and protect them from the evil one, and um, just that they would become true disciples for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. And I'll close in a prayer here as well. And uh, uh, Lord Jesus, we do just thank you for each each one of these who are getting baptized today and we just thank you for their faith and this step of obedience and following you. God, we just pray that you would help them to follow you and be faithful to you for the rest of their lives, Lord, until you come back or or take them home. And God, uh, we do just ask your protection again on each one of them. And um, Lord, we thank you that, uh, that you've given us this to do, to remember you, to follow your example. We thank you for every person here that's involved in, in um, and being a part of, of every person coming to faith here. And we just ask as a church, you would use us to bless and encourage and support uh, each one of these men and women as they, as they seek to follow you and live for you. And, and we thank you for them again. We pray all this in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, let's see here. So we're going to transition to uh, out to the back. Uh, just a few instructions before we get there. Um, we're asking everyone, if you have kids with you, if you've checked them into the nursery, we're going to go grab all our kids and uh, we're going to do some parent-led parenting here and take them with us out to the alley. And then uh, at the same time, we're going to have people, uh, if you need to change uh, a change of attire here and get in shorts or whatever you want to get baptized in, we're going to give you some time to go get, uh, get ready there. So if you need to make a pit stop in the restroom, maybe let these guys go first. Um, and then we're all going to converge uh, in a, you know three to five minutes, however long it takes us to meet back out there at the cattle tank in the back alley. If you go through this door, you know, watch your step. There's some odds and ends in the garage there. Otherwise, you can go outside and come around the back alley here. But how about another round of applause for everyone here? All right. Thank you guys for making your way on through here. Okay.